0: is the monology Podcast. Myelology County, Ohio. It's my home. With your hosts, Mike and Joey. Mike. Hey, Joey. Is this like podcast number 21? 21? It can legally drink? Well, <laughs> not really legally drink because it's 21 weeks, not 21 years. But 21's a, a, a significant number. It is. Uh, when you think about it, 21, 21 weeks, we have... Done almost as many podcasts as people who listen to us. No, I'm kidding. Actually, I looked today, we have 63 followers. That's good. Yeah. So, if, and I mean, it honestly looks like they vary, so they don't always, you know, come out uh, and download the podcast every week right away. Um, But they do listen because I can see the downloads. Shout out to uh, Jamie Zieger, who text messaged me about the um, Tito song, uh, Rains in Africa. Yes. Yeah, she was listening to that pod, that podcast episode. Okay, okay. And she texted me the name of the song. Um, so, coming up, we, Mike, we got a couple things. um okay. Wanted to share. Here we have the Giddy Up and Give Back. It is from Howard Hanna, J.C. Meyer Realty, on Thursday, July 29th, from 5 to 9 at Hoof Hearted Brewery in Marengo. <laughs> Yes, folks, that is Mike. All right, I'm just forcing so around. Which side? Which side of the horse? Anyway, <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's a four-hour event. It's for anyone. Um, it says join us Thursday, July 29th, 2021, from 5 to 9 p.m. at Hoofhearted Brewery. We'll be supporting Flying Horse Farms Light Up Camp. While you're he- while he- um, you're here. Having fun with us, there will be a free gift for the first 50 people, drawings f- uh, for local business prizes, or local prizes, sorry, uh, special draft release, so a special brew, 50 50 raffle, food trucks, live DJ, uh, and it, I'm betting there's going to be more. All proceeds are going to go to Flying Horse Farms, um, which is an awesome program. Oh, out it there. is. It brings uh, kids from all over this country. And I believe downstairs in the historical uh, center, you guys have pictures of the barn, right? I believe I believe there is at least one picture down there, yes. Uh, and it was the barn when it was at its original location, right. not to where it is currently. Correct. Um, so check that out down there. You're going to want to see that. Um, looks like it's going to be a good time for sure. Um, and I'm looking here, I'm pretty sure there were a couple more things that I wanted to share. Mike, what do you guys got going on here at the Historical Center? Anything well, right now we've,
1: we've recently changed the display over to a pretty good-sized display on the history of the Morrow County Fair. Uh, a couple of people that I'd like to thank for items that are in there would be um, Rick Chilcote, and Phyllis Miller, and there are some other folks also contributed. So uh, there are fair posters from the past down there. There are pictures of different groups from the fair. Um, you know, if you have something, um, some remembrance, the History Center is open from 2 to 4 on Sunday afternoons. So please stop by and uh, see the uh, fair exhibit, as well as some many other wonderful exhibits in the Morrow County History Center, including... The cannon that used to sit on the square.
0: Ooh, the cannon.
1: That's always, you know, people get a bang out of that one.
0: One of our, for, that was a bad pun. Uh, one of our first few episodes, I think we talked about the cannon. I think we did. Um, so, um, and I apologize for any of the sounds that you guys hear. It sounded like there might have been some, um, not ACDC, but uh, ZZ Top playing on someone's motorcycle as they drove by. Um, we have the window open because it is hot up here in the studio with a fan, so I apologize. But, um, you know, you can hear us, and that's good. All right, downtown days. So I don't know if you've noticed, there's been some – there's a couple flags up on the on the light poles downtown. Yes. And the next one is Saturday, July 24th. Yes, it is. Starts at 9 a.m. And it is um, basically – I mean, it, it looks like the Village Gathering Place – Charlie's old school flea market, um, and it, it looks like it's the the group of Mount Gilead shops and restaurants that are putting this on. It's free. It's it's open to everyone. Um, if I remember right, I think vendors set up alongside of the the street here at the at the square. I believe so. And they can do things, activities. It looks like the uh, Mount Gilead Public Library from 10 a.m. to noon at the square will have a science. Um, They'll be at the square with space science boxes from COSI for the first 50 kids, so you'll want to get there to get those boxes and a craft. There's a splash pad and touch a truck with Mount Gilead Fire Department from 1230 to 2 in the parking lot next to the True Value. Parents uh, bringing kiddos, uh, make sure they're ready for water activities there, and that's from 1230 to 2. The farmer's market is 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., Outdoor vendors. If you if you want to set up on the square, message, um, go on to um, Think Local First Morrow County and click into the events, and you'll find exactly who to message uh, for this, so you can get set up legally there. There'll be food trucks. Ain't your mama's? Uh, ain't your mama's kitchen food truck? Holler Dogs food truck uh, and the Avengers oven, Avengers, Get Avengers, Avengers, the Avengers oven, o-v-e-n. Avengers, yeah, oh, yeah. got to say it slowly. There it's you a, go, it's a play on Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, oh, they're a dessert food truck or food trailer that looks good. Um, and then most of the shops will be open downtown. It looks like participating businesses um, will also have a chance to win prizes as you go down. Um, The Village village Gathering Place is going to also be open. And, guys, that's a pretty cool. Mike, have you been in there, the Village Gathering
1: Place? I regret to say I have not yet.
0: So it's pretty neat. It's basically an empty shell, but they allow vendors to come in, and you can rent it out for a meeting. It's literally just a meeting room. It's just you walk in and there's a meeting room. You can rent it out for a party. I've seen people have parties there. You can rent it out uh, and put your shop in there for a weekend or whatever. I think it's pretty cool. It's a good idea.
1: Uh, I, I hate to admit this, but I'm not even sure exactly where that is.
0: It is where I think uh, where Mary Kay's used to be down. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Down here. Uh, it's on the other side of Charlie's Old School Fleet Market. Okay. Down there past Domino's, I believe. So, um, all right, coming up, we also have, um, just making sure that I don't miss anything, because there's a lot going on today that we didn't get to talk about, um, but hey, one of the, you know, uh, Marion County Fair has already happened. We've got the Crawford County Fair. Yes. It'll start um, Tuesday, um, so that'll be fun, you know, getting back into that, and Mike, speaking of fairs, our fair is going to be starting, but not before.
1: Labor Day. Well, well, it's before Labor Day, yes. before Labor Day. Not before, Farm Days. Farm Days. Yes. Farm
0: Days is when?
1: The first starts the first, well, it is the first full weekend of August. Yes. So, was that August
0: 8th, 7th, 8th, 9th, I believe? Probably. I don't I, have I my... I believe that's right. I don't um, have my uh, calendar open, but uh, we'll be talking more about some of sixth, those events. 6th, 7th, and 8th. 6 Yes. And that'll be at the fairgrounds, as usual. Um, so that's cool. And the fair is going to be coming to town. Um, that's, uh, wow. Just so cool to be back. Well,
1: and let me add to the Farm Days this year, they're featuring John Deere, which they were going to feature last year, but it didn't happen because of COVID. So uh, this year uh, will be John Deere. The uh, Morrow County Historical Society will have the Garvery Log House open with a group of Civil War encampment folks. Yes, that will be there Friday night and um,
0: Saturday. And we talked about that when Matt Carey was on our I believe we podcast, did podcast yes. because um, he is a Civil War history aficionado. Buff. Yes. Yeah, um, did a lot of that that fun stuff. And uh, Mike, in August, it looks like we have um, Sheep One Hundred One Field Day put on by the Ohio State University Extension Office. Did you say sheep? Sheep. <laughs> That was bad. All right. Um, Saturday, August 14th at 9 a.m. Um, they've got uh, the Sheep 101 field day, and it's going to take place at 3149 County Road 169, Cardington, Ohio, 43315. It uh, looks like you can go to the event page. Um, Go through the Extension Office Facebook page, or you can go through the Think Local First um, events page there, and you'll see it. It looks like you do need to register so that they know how many people are coming. Um, It's at the Dale and Kathy Davis Farm. It says, please RSVP by July 31st to the Morrow County Farm Bureau. And the phone number there is 419-747-7488 or go to morrow.ofbf.org to reserve your ticket to go to that. If I had sheep, I would probably do that. Um, Can I put a plug in here for the uh, Red Cross? Shamelessly, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, I don't have the date, but there's going to be a blood mobile at the, I believe, at the Church of Christ on Park Avenue this month, they are desperately in need of donations. They are desperately in need of volunteers to help. Um, so if you want to do that, uh, please contact the, um, Mar- the Morrow County Red Cross, or you can go to, Mar- to uh, excuse me, to Redcross.org and uh, find the information you need right there, including where the local bloodmobiles are being held and when
0: yeah so that blood supply is critical you know we're in summer and in summer we typically use more blood than just about any other time of the year and that's because normally you know people are out on motorcycles or you know out doing things um and that is when you typically see the large um traumas
1: well this year it's even more of a concern because of covid uh all the um surgeries that were put off mm-hmm. are now happening and they're needing the blood to take care of those as well. So I was talking to uh, an executive director, and right now his name, is, his last name's Cook, can't remember his first name, uh, with the Red Cross, and uh, he said that uh, the need is out there. It's a very, very great need. And I have not given in, pro- in many years, and I did make the commitment to uh, to give blood here soon. So...
0: One of the uh, cool things I think to mention is that one uh, pint of blood is what you give. It can actually be separated into three different uh, products. So you can get your red blood cells, your plasma, and then um, they can get your platelets as well. Um, And, you know, if you are in an accident or having a surgery and, uh, you know, you need that, Then you need that Uh, One thing to also note folks Is if you think you might need blood You can actually do um, You can donate to yourself Prior to surgery um, You have to work it out But you can actually donate your own blood They'll hold it And then they can give it to you afterwards Which would help But yeah Mike you're right I mean Surgeries are booming right now Trying to get caught up Um,
1: Well and one other thing For folks that are receiving the blood The blood is put through many many tests Before it's uh, put into storage um, as a matter of fact, uh, I understand that's the most expensive part of the process of collecting blood is actually testing it. So the blood is safe when it gets to you. Uh, so I think that's kind of reassuring to some folks as well.
0: Yeah. So last thing I knew, blood um, was tested for, I think, want to say almost 200 different things. I think you're right. It went through about 1200 different tests. And you know, some of those are like, um, of course, COVID is one of those now. And if you have the antibodies, they'll let you know. Um, But they test it for HIV, they test for CMV, they test for hepatitis, they test for all these other things it's not like it was in the 70s and 80s you know when when they were giving blood um, and they didn't really test it as well um, as they do now so if you are willing set up an appointment um, okay. and, and go out and get get some blood
1: I do have some uh, bloodmobile locations and dates here to give out um, uh, Tuesday July 20th uh, the Waterford United Methodist Church from three to eight will have blood drive uh, the Church of Christ the one I was talking about will be on Tuesday July 27th from 1 p.m. till 7 p.m. oh I can make that one um, the Berean Baptist Church will also have one on July 27th from 12 p.m. till 5 p.m and the Waterford Methodist Church and the Church of Christ there are plenty of appointments left. The one at the 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 Berean Baptist one. There are only seven appointments left, so get in there, Lord, uh, folks, and get that um, get uh, your blood donated. This, the life you save may be your own.
0: All right. So let's jump to something that sounds fun. Here, we just talked about it, but let's go back and let's talk about Farm Days. Farm Days. I did not realize it is only three dollars to get in. Kids 12 and under are free. And all the the kids' activities are free. Bring a picnic if you'd like. There's great food um, in the concessions that will be there as well. Um, Friday, the gates open at at 10 a.m. The Farm Toy Show starts at noon. Flea Market and Crafts are at noon. Live entertainment all day long. And the truck pull will be at 6.30 on Friday night. Saturday, the 7th. Gates open at 7 a.m. The Farm Toy Show opens at 9 a.m. Consignment sale. woohoo! Everyone loves a good consignment sale in Morrow County. Carhartt Convention, but not this time of year. Um, that starts at 10 a.m. Live entertainment again all day. The kids' pedal pool. Get those, get those legs ready, kids. Uh, your pedal pool starts at 2 p.m. There will be a parade at 5.30 p.m. And it looks like... Um, the pickup truck and auto figure eight race uh, and lawnmower derby start at 6 p.m. on Saturday. Sunday gates open at 8 a.m. there's a church service at 9, farm toy show opens at 9, antique tractor rodeo starts at 10 a.m. ladies and girls skillet throwing and men's and boys wrench tossing contest starts at 11:30. Boy, we are like we're breaking out all the fun things this year. Bringing it back uh, post COVID here. The slow race. I'm not sure that those two words can go together. (laughs) I might win that one. (laughs) Um, The slow race starts at 1 p.m. Live entertainment again all day. There's a pie bake-off contest. There's a raffle and a drawing at 2:30. The pie auctions at 2:30 and a parade at 4 p.m. Looks like there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff here, as I said uh, just a little bit ago. Um, You can get a membership. Um, for ten dollars, they're doing allowing camping there for twenty dollars per day. It looks like there's going to be a flea market, truck pulls. Gives you some of the uh, con- uh, contact info here. Uh, you'll find this on bringing sunshine to Morrow County. You find that on that page. Um, so thank you, Faith Jagger, for posting that out there. All right, Mike. Also, Mar Little Theaters working on a project right now. Yes, you Woo-hoo! are in yes. person. Um, we are I find something fishy about this one though. Um, yeah, you could say that. I <laughs> uh, hope we don't go underwater. Um, so we are staging, um, Little Mermaid Jr. And it's going to be at Mount Gilead High School on August 13th and 14th. On Friday night, it starts at 7 p.m. And on Saturday, the 14th, it starts at 2.30 and at 7 that night as well. Um, So there will be three performances. Now, these kids um, that are in the production are ages 7 to 17, and they are taking place in this five-week. They're only doing this in five weeks. It's a five-week production, um, and we have basically rolled it into a workshop as well. So the kids are getting an education in theater, uh, we're going to be, they've already learned stage direction. I was there this week. Um, they've they've worked on music and they're going to start blocking um, as well if they haven't already. And then they're going to be learning some of the lighting stuff and some of the, the set stuff and some of the sound stuff and the marketing stuff. And there's just so much stuff that we're trying to pack into this five weeks for it's them. It's so
1: exciting getting these young people interested in, in being on the stage and, and the production and so on that. Yeah. You might
0: have them to use in the future. Yeah, I think uh, we ended up with 22 or 23 um, who came out for the show. Um, we cut no one. No one got cut. Everyone um, is participating. And some of them had to play a couple different roles. So that, you know, they could stay on stage uh, the majority of the time. So, again, that's August 13th and 14th. Visit org or find us on Facebook at maralittletheater Little Theater for information.
1: And what's the venue? Where the is venue
0: it? is Mount Gilead High School. Okay. I don't New know Auditoria. if you mentioned that earlier.
1: Um, Maybe I wasn't listening. Tickets
0: are $12. Um, it's expensive to do a Disney show. I'm sure Just it is. Just to get the rights and royalties. It was $1,808. Oh, wow. That's just to get the rights and royalties to to do the show, um, and that doesn't include you know the set pieces um, or anything like that at all. So that I mean, theater is expensive. It's an expensive habit. Not well, like I'm, car, I'm sure. Though. I'm glad you're pointing that out because people say, "Oh, that's that's just ridiculous paying
1: that much for a ticket," but there's an expense behind putting on these
0: shows that. Uh, a lot of us don't really think about. So yeah, it's it's we worth you know it. we don't we don't have a paid staff, right? Um, so what we make on a show is what we get to spend on another show, um, and we always welcome donations uh, or partnerships, as we call them, um, either from individuals or for businesses. Um, but it you know it usually takes us about twenty thousand dollars a year to stage four productions, um, and right now MLT is going through. Um, uh, in, in building the 2022 um, year. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to announce that this fall. Um, we're still looking, but I think for sure we're going to be able to stage It's a Wonderful Life this fall. Okay. Um, a version of It's a Wonderful Life. Um, it'll be a great time. You know, I know a couple people, shout out to the Kelties who have already said, hey, we want to be in on this. So um, that'll be fun. All right, Mike, I think that is going to uh, close out the current events. Okay. All right, and for those of you who live in the Mount Gilead Village, just a reminder that on August 3rd, you do have a special election, and it is for the uh, income tax, The I believe 0.25% increase in income tax uh, for the fire department. And we um, are looking to try and get uh, Chief Swank on to talk about the needs uh, for all of you who might be interested. So just a reminder, August 3rd, you do have a special election inside of the Gilead uh, Village. So keep a lookout um, and make sure you know where your polling place is. This week's Morrow County Flashback, brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. All right, Mike, your
1: flashback. Well, today we're going to be talking about possibly the first murder to actually happen in the village of Mount Gilead. Oh, okay. And uh, the article that I'll be reading is from the Sentinel, um, dated October 24th of 1946. And there are still folks related, some of these folks in the area. So um, I do apologize if I'm stepping on toes, but uh, it's an interesting story. So uh, I'll just read the article as it appeared in the October 24th, 1946 Morrow County Sentinel. Two die here Friday night in shooting. Robert Pearson Jr. kills Mrs. Martha Smith and self. Residents of Mount Gilead and the surrounding community were stunned last Friday night by what is believed to be one of the first murder suicides in the history of the county. Mrs. Mary Martha Smith, 25, of Mount Gilead, Route 3, and Robert Vol Pearson, Jr., 32, died in the tragedy. Morrow County Sheriff Tom England and deputies and state patrolmen who investigated said that Pearson shot Mrs. Smith three times at the Traxler Rule restaurant and then took his own life shortly after in his room at the Globe Hotel. Now that restaurant, if you remember where... um, Rick Chilcote had uh, Gilead Trading Company. It was in that building. Oh, okay. Uh, what's there now? It's a gaming something uh, or another, game, I
0: think. Game, fa- fun factory. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that's what's there right next to that okay. um, um, empty lot that's down there. <clears throat> the shooting occurred shortly after 9 p.m. Friday night when Pearson is reported to have entered the restaurant with a recently purchased .765 millimeter German automatic and shot the woman as she sat in a booth with two companions one shot passed one shot passed through her right arm inside another through her left side and the third entered the back of her head and lodged against her forehead mrs smith was treated by a local physician and rushed to the mansfield general hospital where she died at 10:30 pearson fled from the front door of the restaurant and went to his room in the hotel A tip to the sheriff's office disclosed that Pearson had returned to the hotel. State Patrolman W.H. Culp was the first to arrive at the hotel, and after asking Pearson to throw his gun out the door and hearing no response, broke down the door and found Pearson lying on the floor with a pistol a few feet away. Pearson died a few minutes later from a bullet wound that had entered his head behind the right ear. Police officials stated that hotel employees had not heard the shot. Sheriff England stated that his investigation of the shooting disclosed that Pearson had asked Mrs. Smith to attend a movie in Galleon and that she had refused. According to the sheriff, the two had quarreled in the restaurant and exchanged slaps on the face, after which Pearson had left to return a few minutes later, saying, look here, Martha. He fired the three shots and fled. Mrs. Smith had been employed in the kitchen at the restaurant, but was off duty at the time of the shooting. Pearson was reported to have separated from his wife several months ago, and only recently arrived to the hotel. As Paul Harvey would say, page two. Mrs. Smith's husband, Marine uh, Donovan Smith, had just arrived in San Diego after a tour of duty of two and a half years in the South Pacific and China. He had sent his wife a telegram on Friday saying that he would be home soon. Informed of the tragedy, he was rushed through processing at the base and arrived in Mount Gilead on Sunday night following the air trip. Sheriff Tom England, deputies uh, Paul Worthington and John England arrived at the restaurant a few minutes after the shooting. Also assisting were special night watchman Barney Spriggs, night watchman Charles Miller, and state highway patrolman from the Marion substation. Pearson was born in Morrow County, August 12, 1914, the son of Robert and Bertha Henry Pearson. He was member of the Baptist Church and was an employee of the Hydraulic Press Manufacturing Company. Um, so that was 1946. Wow. There was a murder in downtown Mount Gilead uh, and, and suicide associated with it as well.
0: Wow. Okay, wow.